0: What was said at Michigan State's first fall practice of the 2022 season? Also, is 2024 Tom Izzo's last legitimate shot at a national title? And then what are anonymous Big Ten coaches saying about Mel Tucker and the Michigan State Spartans? Hmm. Let's find out. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Four. That's right, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, I'm holding up four fingers right now because, holy crap, uh, that's how many Fridays we have left until kickoff. That's right, Broncos, Spartans, under the lights to kick off the 2022 season. Oh boy, uh, this is exciting, but also kind of scary how fast everything's flying by at the same time. Uh, before going any further, hey gang. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, on today's show, we're going to do a football sandwich. Uh, we'll start with it in segment one, go over everything that uh, was said, was seen at Michigan State's first fall practice today. We're going to end with football talk, but in the middle, we have two mailbag questions. Uh, one about Tom Izzo. Could national title number two? Be in 2024 is this his best shot at one? And then also some recruiting banter as well. And no, it's not anything to do with the three guys that Michigan State has signed just yet. Could they be adding a fourth surprise name? Well, that'll be in segment two. Uh, before we get to all that, please rate, review, and subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel or podcast. However, you are digesting this voice. Uh, first of all, thank you very much. I cannot thank you guys enough for giving us a listen. Uh, but yeah, um, just smash that subscribe button. Uh, comment below if you're watching on YouTube, if uh, that's what you're into. And without further ado, let's get into it Thursday. That's right. Uh, not too long after Mel Tucker drops some NFTs. That's right. Some NFTs from your football coach. All for charity. That's well, that's our official stance right there. We are on board because it's for charity. Um, Michigan State... Uh, coaches and some players spoke with the media contingent at fall practice uh, wow it, it really does feel like summer has come to an abrupt end once you start getting quotes out of fall camp and uh, listen you could debate amongst yourselves if that's a good thing or a bad thing but hey this is some of the best stuff that michigan state head coach mel tucker had to say to the media uh, a lot of these are from tweets from you guys like chris Solari, matt charbonneau matt Wenzel. Uh, Steven Brooks as well. So shout out to those guys. Great beat reporters. Uh, Love what they do day in and day out for Michigan State. So uh, if you hear any quotes, this is where they came from on Twitter because, uh, well, I was just here at home. So here we go. Uh, Before we go over quotes, actually, we're just going to go over some observations uh, that were seen by the media contingent. And Matt Charbonneau, first to point out that Tucker is working with the cornerbacks a lot. And that's something that we kind of alluded to uh, that was going to be happening as we go into fall camp is that Tucker was going to be pretty, pretty, pretty hands-on with this position group that is going to have a lot of eyeballs on it going into the season. Because if you're a Michigan State fan, I don't have to tell you, but I'm going to say it anyway. Secondary last year, kind of the Achilles heel uh, of the defense and of the team at times. So, yes, Traveris Tillman, he is gone. He is down at Georgia Tech. Um, Yes, you have Harlan Barnett as a secondary coach, but Mel Tucker, defensive guy, specifically a defensive backs guy himself, he is getting wrist deep into the cornerback room, and he's really going to take all these guys under his wing and give give these guys a little extra attention. Everyone's going to get attention from Mel Tucker. He's the head coach for crying out loud, but yeah. Cornerbacks, that is uh, line item number one as we move forward into fall camp. And then number two, uh, this is, you know, hey, position battles a galore. And one of them is on the offensive line, Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports, a friend of the program, pointed out that running with the first team today from left to right was Jarrett Horst, J.D. DuPlain, Nick Samak at center, Matt Carrick at right guard, and then Spencer Brown at right tackle. No really, no, no real surprise names there. Um, although one of the hotly contested position battles will be in the interior offensive line with Brian Green, the Washington State transfer, coming over. Is he going to be a first-guy-off-the-bench sort of player? Is he going to start? Let's say any way you slice it, I, I got a pretty good feeling that Duplain, Samak, Carrick, Carrick, and Green will all but evenly split their reps on the field. But yes, as far as starters go, as things stand right now, and it's just one practice, there's a far way to go. Those are the guys right there. Now, another note to make on top of that, awesome to see sixth-year senior Matt Carrick back at practice. Uh, the last a lot of us heard from him was, I believe, it was on Twitter or Instagram or maybe both. Him posting a picture of himself in bed with his leg strapped up to some crazy apparatus. Uh, things were not looking good. So, obviously, a long road to recovery, and that road has led to him participating in fall camp. So, that is great news. Right there. Uh, Good on you, Matt Carrick, to fight through everything that you had to in the offseason. And here's to another strong year for you. Uh, Also, one other uh, observation made by the media was uh, Mel Tucker was rocking a black shirt with all about the ball in neon green lettering, which, first of all, need that shirt. That sounds awesome. And second of all, this is the second time this offseason that Mel Tucker has preached about turnover margin whether it's well, getting turnovers on defense or taking care of the ball on offense. He also preached about it at Big Ten Media Day. So if you want to know what an emphasis at fall camp is going to be, I think it's going to be turnovers here, and for good reason. The first year, Mel Tucker was head coach here. Of course, it was that COVID season where he just had two wins. forgot who those two wins were against. One was Northwestern, and a little fuzzy on the other one. If you guys can remind me, comment below on YouTube. That'd be great. Um, regardless, they almost turned the ball over. More than three times per game. That's what it was on average for offense. Now last year, when you're banging out 11 wins, Michigan State just averaged a little over one turnover a game. So they shaved two turnovers off year over year during the bad year and the really good year. So goes without saying, take care of the ball. And also, take the ball away too if you're on defense. So that's big, big time emphasis right there. And another, another huge item of emphasis for Mel Tucker is how... Little. He wants this year's team to think about what they did last year. Um, of course, every coach coming off of a hot season wants to preach that, and Mel Tucker is no different, saying, quote, we won't have any complacency, we won't have guys getting comfortable and looking for relief and thinking about last year and things like that. We didn't even do anything last year. That seems a uh, no, that's kind of unfair they believe me i'm not stupid i get it he's got to say this because his kids read the press clippings you want to have these kind of vibes into fall camp but oh come on the peach bowl was worth something i think the paul bunyan trophy was worth something the land grant trophy winning 11 games anyway i love what mel tucker is preaching he's got the guys dialed in right now and also he went on to say quote the guys know we were picked to finish fourth in the big 10 east now we just have to work and the outcome will take care of itself. That is correct. Uh, Cleveland.com, every year they do a media poll at Big Ten Media Days, and Michigan State was picked fourth in the pecking order amongst the Big Ten East, behind Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and then Michigan State. So that helps when you have that massive chip on your shoulder. Uh, This guy over my shoulder right here, if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm pointing to a picture of Mark D'Antonio. How do you think he got his teams where they wanted to be for God knows how many years? That chip on the shoulder, baby. That's right, that disrespect. So, it's pretty easy to turn the page from an 11-win season, say you didn't accomplish crap, and have your players actually believe it when they see, okay, in the polls, you're picked to finish fourth in your own division. So, uh, that's right. Tighten up the laces and get out there. We're doing some fall camping. So, those are the best quotes uh, from Mel Tucker. He also did add, um, after practice, since he did, you know, put a lot of emphasis on cornerbacks, he wants to go watch the film of practice, see how Jared Versard did in his first practice after transferring from Colorado. Jalen Berger, he's been with the team since the spring. And also the field goal kicking with freshman Jack Stone and of course, well, quarterback play. Because hey, I listen, QB-1, probably decided. It's Peyton Thorne. But the QB2 battle, who's gonna back up Peyton Thorne? That's a spicy storyline going into the fall. Hopefully it's not one we got to worry about, because if you got to worry about your backup quarterback, that means things are certainly not going well, whether it be health or performance-wise. But still, nevertheless, a good storyline that uh, we might not see unfold until, I don't know, maybe the fourth quarter against uh, Western Michigan. Knock on wood. Or the second half against Akron. Knock on wood. Don't want to jinx anything there. So there you have it. Uh, now, as far as the players go, Peyton Thorne just had a quick line that I thought was interesting, uh, says that he's developed some good chemistry in the off season with wide receiver Keon Coleman. So yes, it's not just former high school teammate Jaden Reed that he is buddy buddy with, but uh, of course Peyton Thorne's friends with all of the receiver room, but interestingly pointed out specifically Keon Coleman could be the leader in the clubhouse to take that third receiver spot. Now that Jalen Naylor is gone and last but not least. It is official, no surprise here, that Darius Snow is working out with the linebackers. Uh, and he was asked about it, and he said point blank, I, I just feel like an athlete out here. So, I think it's a great move that he's going to linebacker. He can hang with the slot receivers if he's, you know, thrown out into coverage like that. He is one of the best, if not the best, tacklers on the team. So, you put him in that monster room, we're looking at a linebacker room that's easily in the upper third of the Big Tens, so... Hey, all, all thumbs up from here early on, uh, like what we saw and what we heard from fall camp. Uh, shout out to all the beat reporters, uh, you know, all the guys working hard, giving us those quotes and whatnot. Now, we will be switching sports up here in a hot second, but I just got to talk your ear off about betonline.net. Woo! That's right, with less than four weeks to go, you can you can bet on the week one games or week zero games if you're intrigued by some Wyoming versus Illinois action or some Nebraska versus Northwestern action, like I am, I already got my bets in uh, for both those games, actually. And that's a shout-out to betonline.net. They got you covered no matter what the sport is because, well, it, it's futures aglore out there, too. My second time using the word aglore this podcast episode, when I don't think I've ever used that word in my entire life. This is a very fun episode. Uh, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, including NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. That is right. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and action. That's at betonline.net, Woo, where the game starts. And before, starting our basketball banter uh, segment right here. Hey, just want to thank you very much for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. Uh, we got a fun episode to kick off next week, barring any breaking news happen, but Nick Baumgartner of The Athletic is going to help us break down the Michigan State defense going into the 2022 season. We go position group by position group and we pick Nick's brain because simply put Nick's got one of the best football minds in the area. So awesome chat with him. That will be what we have to start your week coming up. All right. Now starting this segment, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. If you have any questions like Holden did and he writes it, Hey Matt, absolutely love your podcast slash YouTube channel. I look forward to watching it every single day. Holden, that means a lot. Thank you very much. And I look forward to, To hearing from you, Holden. So, it's got a great question. Question on a lot of people's minds, too. Do you think this is Tom Izzo's last real shot at another championship with his 2023 class? Tis the season to ask that question because if you've been following Michigan State basketball recruiting, you know the party we've been having. It's four-star, small forward, Garrick Norman. It's top five rated commit in the country, Xavier Booker, and it is fringe five-star guard, Jeremy Fears. Those are your three guys right there. They're looking to add a fourth. We'll get to a maybe surprise name here in a little bit, but let's focus on the task at hand. Will this be Izzo's last and best shot at national championship number two? Um, Boy, howdy. (laughs) sure seems like it doesn't it because look i it's it's obvious that Izzo's getting up there in age and i know that he can coach for maybe 20 years more he's got great energy but at the end of the day for that season you know he is going to be up there he will be 69 years old for the 2024 march madness run that's still up there if they don't win it then how many years are after that but all that aside. Let's just talk about the talent that this team brings, right? Senior A.J. Hogard is your point guard. Just love the way, love the way that rolls off the tongue right there. You have junior Jaden Akins. You have sophomore Trayvon Holloman. Just like I said, you have freshman Jeremy Fears, who is an awesome player. He should be getting some early minutes as a freshman. And then maybe even Tyson Walker as well. He can come back. He can use a COVID year and come back for the 2023-24 season. All right, so your wings are Pierre Brooks, maybe Malik Hall, just like Tyson Walker, he can come back, and then Garrig Norman. And for your bigs, you have sophomore Jackson Kohler, a full year of a lot of Big Ten experience under his belt, senior Mati Sissoko, and then, oh yeah, top five freshman, Xavier Booker. I mean, that just screams of a lineup that is primed for a great tourney run, a great season. Now, of course... It's the tournament. Anything can happen. You can flame out early. You can get hot and, and go up. But the way that team's constructed, with a senior point guard and AJ Hogard, with a very experienced two guard or three, depending where you want to put him. Jaden Akins, you have wings that are pretty solid that you feel good about. Tyson Walker, if he comes back, you're feeling good about him. I mean, it's it's looking really good. And, yeah, you do feel pretty good about your big men, too, even if Mati Sissoko is just that 10- to 12-minute guy because you have Jackson Kohler and you have Xavier Booker. So, point blank, yeah, I do think that this could be the best shot and maybe the last shot, or maybe not, because 2024-25, that's right, if we can look that far into the future, maybe that's another great year, too, because, look, you'll have sophomore Jeremy Fears if he sticks around. Maybe senior Jaden Akins. You have Garrigan Norman as a freshman. Pierre Brooks as a senior. Jackson Kohler. Trayvon Holloman. Carson Cooper. If anything comes out of him. And then, hey, Michigan State just offered James Brown. He is a top 30 rated commit for the 2024 class. Sorry, top 30 recruit. I shouldn't say commit. Top 30 recruit for the 2024 class. Six-foot-nine center. Really good friends with Jeremy Fears. So... Hey, maybe that relationship grows into something here. Uh, My goodness, that would be very exciting. So, uh, who's to say, even if they don't get it done in 2024, can't imagine we're feeling all too bad about 2024, 2025. Yes, Booker will be gone. Malik will be gone. Walker will be gone. Hogarth will be gone. But still, the Bones are there for a good run. And who's to say what they do in the recruiting trail or in the transfer portal in either of those off seasons? So, yeah, no, that's a great question on everyone's mind because – Yeah, we got a basketball season coming up, right? MSU was probably going to be good, but a lot of us have our eyes on the following season after that for a lot of good reason. Um, All right, question number two. Now, let's talk basketball recruiting, and this is from Zachary. This happens on Tuesday. A gentleman by the name of Draw Gibbs Lawhorn decommits from Purdue. So, Zachary writes in the question. I've been hearing rumors of Draw Gibbs Lawhorn trending to MSU after decommitting from Purdue, but I don't think he has an offer yet. Correct, he does not have an MSU offer. Uh, it seems like we have a lot going on already with Cohen Carr's top schools coming, but should we be getting excited about this? Now, Draw Gibbs Lawnhorn, let me just tell you really quick: yes, he was a Purdue commit, obviously no longer. Six foot-one combo guard top. 50 player in the class. And AAU teammates uh, with Jeremy Fears, the kid is from Indiana, uh, did transfer to Montverde down in Florida. So, there you have it. Really, uh, the kid's good at basketball. Really good at basketball. And, yes, after he decommits from Purdue, there's some smoke going along like the message boards on Twitter. Hey, even Xavier Booker and I think Jeremy Fears commented on Draw's Instagram post, which... In this day and age, means a lot. So yeah, I, there we go. Now let me fan some of those uh, flames here really quick, or douse some water on some of these flames. We'll start with the why to not get excited, and then leave you with the why maybe we should get excited because, look, Michigan State's strategy for the 2023 class uh, is to have a four-man class, and they already have one of those guys being Jeremy Fears, uh, another six-foot-one point guard and you add draw that okay that's two guards that are both a little undersized yes they're good but what this class really needs another wing player i'm gonna go back to the last question when we talked about those last run the wings may be a little thin you had pierre brooks maybe malik called and garrick norman i think more than anything this recruiting class needs a wing cohen carr great name right there super athletic kid from south carolina six foot plays with a high motor, that's the kind of guy that Michigan State wants to add to be the fourth person of the star-studded class. So that's why I think that maybe not. And also, this kid's pretty good too, right? And he's going to have a lot of schools after him. Like uh, Louisville reached out to draw right after he decommitted. Indiana will be hot on his tail. Butler too, another in-state school that will be getting a lot of attention to him. So Even if Michigan State was to throw their hat in the ring, competition is going to be stiff. But I'll tell you what helps stiff competition is already having a loaded class with some great talent and also teammates of draw. So this is why you maybe you should get excited. Is that, would, would, is Owen Company really turned down just going after a top 50 kid? Like, yeah, I get that they need a wing. I get that they're good on guards, but... To bring him on. Like He's a top 50 kid. Like Jeremy Fears has some great chemistry with him already, which... Jeremy Fears, great recruiter already, by the way. I just have to shout him out right there. And also, like you can probably take five in this class. I know that they don't want to because that would take a scholarship away for the 2024 class. Or it could get a little wonky. Let's say Malik Carr and Tyson Walker do come back. That kind of puts you at an odd number for scholarships, but... Look, you, you can make things work out. You can scoot a kid to a walk-on position for a quick year. Um, regardless, you can make five work, I think. It's just a matter of do they want to make five work. If they want to keep it to four, I have a hard time believing they'll really go hard after this kid unless he grows four to five inches in the next uh, week or two. But yeah, so that's where I, I kind of sit with it right now. Do I think they will go after draw? No, no. But, hey, listen, there's always a chance. I think it's like a 15% chance that, that maybe they do. So that's just from what I've heard, from what I know. That is kind of where I sit on the whole draw saga right there. So there you have it. Um, coming up next, we're switching right back to football. Athlon did their annual anonymous Big Ten coach interviews. And we'll get to that in a hot second. But first, it's got to pay a few bills. So let's do that right now. Alrighty, So every year, this is a great, great thing that Athlon does. I mean, good publication to begin with, but every year they ask Big Ten coaches anonymously what they think about other programs. It's great. You can never figure out who is saying what about who. For the most part, you can infer in some cases, like, okay, I bet it's that guy, and if it's not him, it's him. But regardless, really cool piece that they do. And, oh, yeah, wow, they talked about Michigan State course they did they talked about every single program so let's go over some quotes that were from this Athlon piece right here I pulled out the top three that I wanted to go over and this is number one drumroll please there are two big questions how do you maintain your culture and momentum when you live and die in the portal as much as these guys have and how is life after Kenneth Walker III more on that first part in a hot second but let's focus on the Kenneth Walker III thing right now Coach goes on to say, that guy was a legit difference maker, a real MVP. So many times they'd be stuck, and he would put the game on his shoulders. Not wrong. That is that is beyond fair right there, the, the Kenneth Walker portion. Again, uh, he wasn't the only coach to bring up the transfer portal and Michigan State, so let's move on to quote number two, which actually doesn't have to do with the transfer portal, but bear with me here. He says, quote, They keep one of their two good receivers. Otherwise, expect some new faces. They were creative on offense. Lots of shift and motion. Expect more of that. Peyton Thorne is pretty good, and that's about it. He had really good numbers because he never had to worry all that much. They're going to have to get more out of him. Tough, but fair. And we just had this conversation with Graham Couch earlier this week. I asked him who's the guy that needs to improve the most. Michigan State to, you know, not win 11 games again, but exceed expectations again. And he said Thorn for the same reason. And also a reason Thorne was able to thrive was because of Kenneth Walker. Peyton balled out in the play action last year. And a play action really works when you have the best running back in the nation on your team getting the attention of all 11 guys on defense. So yes, this is a massive year for Payton Thorne coming up. Now, I do disagree with that they keep one of their two good receivers. Like, I th- I think we're pretty good in the receiver room. Like, Jaden Reed, obviously, is the one that he's talking about. Jalen Naylor is the guy who left, the guy that is number two in this. But th- this coach is going to learn who Neon Keon Coleman is in a hot second. He's going to learn about who, who Mr. Reliable Trey Mosley is in a little bit. Also, like, you know, even our H backs or tight ends or whatever position they'll fill out at, like Daniel Barker, still here. Hello, uh, Malik Carr. Maybe you get some out of him. So, yeah, I think the receiver, I think the receiver thing was a little ignorant. But hey, uh, away we go. Now, this is the spiciest quote, uh, perhaps given. Quote: This is transfer. You, does that work every season? What's your culture like? It seems like these guys don't set limits like other staffs. Normally, you're working the portal out of extreme need for a position group or to complement a roster. These guys shop the whole store, it seems. They haven't recruited in Michigan high schools as much as you would expect. We'll get to that last sentence as well, but let's focus on the transfer portal thing. This coach must be an idiot, number one. Old school, really, uh, number two. Or some combination of both because, wow, how dare Mel Tucker and their staff use the transfer portal to find the best players they could possibly find on a football field. How dare they not just strictly use the transfer portal in desperation to find one guy for a position of extreme need. That's the weirdest complaint I've ever heard. Aren't we all trying to figure out how to put the best possible team on the field at any given season? Okay, well, I guess the answer is clearly not because this coach is just fine going into every season with guys he's got unless a last-ditch effort guy comes from the portal. Like, no, I I wholly endorse what Tucker has done in the transfer portal. It just got Michigan State from a two-win season to an 11-win season. Heavens. Did Michigan State need linebackers going into this upcoming season? No, probably not. You'd feel probably okay with Cal Halliday and Darius Snowley in the front, but no, you got two guys that could very well be hearing their name in the NFL draft coming up. Why? Because that's what gives Michigan State the best chance to win. And every college team should be doing this, giving their team the best chance to win through the portal. And I still love the coaches that talk about the portal as if it's some secretive taboo little closet that you open to find something and oh it's cheating the system like no the, the portal's blown up the last two or three years this is wildly wildly accessible for every single coach this is the new day and age in football go shopping in the portal do it for a position of need do it for a position of want do it for just the best guy available Jesus like what you thought uh, Alabama got Jameer Gibbs out of Georgia Tech because they needed him hell no, Alabama was fine at running back. They probably got five guys that could play running back next year. Still went ahead and got the best possible guy because that's what takes you over the top of your competition. So that was a baffling comment in its own right there. uh, Yeah, what's your culture like? I I don't know. Ask me how a culture is after winning double-digit games uh, year after year. Like, probably pretty good. I'll tell you what's not good for culture. Winning six or seven games year after year. Keeping your team alone, not going to the transfer portal, and just breeding mediocrity in your program. Oh, it would be a shame if we lived through that uh, in recent history. But no. I think what helps culture. Hear me out. This is crazy. How about just winning? How about just positivity in the halls of your football building? How about just tradition of success? I don't, that seems like a good culture builder to me. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd pay... $33 to find out who this coach was. Uh, and the last sentence too, this is a real uh, smart quote right here. They haven't recruited Michigan high schools as much as you would expect. Okay, Michigan State just got four of the top 10 kids in the state in the last recruiting cycle. That's the most of any college in the country. So they're doing pretty good there. For the upcoming 2023 cycle, they already got three of the top 15 kids in the class. So that seems like a pretty odd complaint right there. Maybe they were talking about Mel Tucker's first year, where he could only recruit kids over Zoom. Yes, excuse Mel Tucker for not absolutely killing Michigan recruiting at that time. And also, here's a secret too. You don't always have to recruit in Michigan, because a lot of other states have a lot of incredible players. Why do you think Mel Tucker's going to Georgia for a lot of kids? Why do you think we're pulling kids from Texas, from Florida, from... Recruiting's national, and it should be for your school, too. I can only assume that this is a school based out of Evanston or Champaign or uh, Piscataway. I, I can't imagine this is a team that has a winning tradition, but if it is, I've, good on you. I'm sure that'll be sustained for a long time after uh, this little conversation wraps up. All right. Well, I had fun. Hopefully you had fun, too. Uh, God, Athlon, love that piece that they do. That's great. Um, Go check it out. Uh, guys, you are the best. Thank you so much for kicking off your weekend with us at Locked on Spartans. Again, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we will be hitting the ground running with a preview on the defense to start next week. If you want a quarterback preview, hey, we talked to Brian Lewerke yesterday. That was a really fun chat with him. Not just talking about Peyton Thorne, not just talking about, you know, college football quarterbacking and everything that goes in and out of that. But also, we rehashed the 2018 Penn State game as well. Really fun chat with him. So, there you have it. No shortage of content here because we're doing this five days a week. That's right, five days a weekly until kickoff. Until then, have yourself a great weekend. You guys are the best. You deserve it. Love every single one of you. Yes, even you. That's right. Hey, let's go. Go green. Have a weekend. Woo.